It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. A huge thank you to Neon, our favourite New Zealand streaming service, for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. Everybody, I feel weird today. <laughs> what a good way to start the episode. Great way to start. So just a preface, if brain sounds empty, brain is kind of empty, but I have a lot of notes. If grammar is not there at all, <laughs> then that is, is why. Um, in case you didn't realise, and I really hope you've listened to an episode of Culture Vulture before, because this isn't how we usually start. But you brain are is listening. usually full, but um, brain is usually quite today. full. Mm. We'll see. It might fill up as we're talking. Um, welcome to Culture Vulture. I'm Lucy. This is Liv. Do Hello. we ever introduce ourselves? I don't know. Um, you always say, I'm here sitting with Liv, and I say, hi, everyone. And everyone just has to sort of pick who I'm is. I'm here with True. Liv. True. I never say, and this is Lucy. Well, I'm Lucy. And uh, Nice to meet you all. <laughs> this is Culture Vulture today. Today, big, big episode for Empty Brain. <laughs> big ep, empty, empty brain. brain. We're talking about... The absolute violations of a celebrity sex tape. Mm-hmm. This we comes are. off the back of what, Liv? Pam and Tommy. It's a controversial subject, and we're going to sort of dive into the politics of whether we should or whether we shouldn't watch this series. Because if you're anything like me, the nosy person within my brain really, really wants to watch the show. Like, so badly, but I'm trying to refrain because of some things that we're going to go into yeah. a bit later on. To support your girl Pam, um, I have heard, just to preface, that they have done a really good job um, being sympathetic to Pamela and, like, they have done as best as they could with the situation they were dealt. I don't want to watch it because of what we know through doing this research and we will pass this on to all of you so you can make your own beautiful decisions because that's what we love. But before we get into that... And before we get into a really good naughty or nice, Liv, what describes your week this week? Okay, what describes my week? I'm scared that Lucy's going to have the same one because of what we've just discussed. Well, go. What describes my week is Architectural Digest. Oh, no, no, that does, that's not mine. <laughs> that is not mine. You were talking about decor. You were, I, it was just conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why? Why Architectural Digest? Okay, well... I've moved house. I've moved out from our little humble abode with Luce and our other flatmates. My room was pretty dark. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sad. Yeah, we're sad. I'm sad that Liv's gone, but she's moved in with Rubes. So we all I mean, all three of us, we just go in cycles. Like Honestly. when I first came to Auckland, I live with Rubes. I live with Liv at uni. 
Live with them again. Now live, live with Ruby. And I've never lived with Ruby except for oh. one summer when we lived in four different houses oh. within the period of a month. But oh god! <laughs> oh, so you've been you've been getting some inspo from a lot of inspo, a lot of Pinteresting. But mm. the house is coming together. Yes, it's a lovely wee spot. It Very is. um, indoor it's a, outdoor. It's floor. a hub. It's a hub. Indoor outdoor. It's, floor. it's not a lounge. It's a hub. Honestly, me and Liv have been describing this house. To people, like so many people this weekend, and it worked. And I've started saying it's like a tube. Like, it's no, it not is like, like a tube, though. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, what big you mean. opening doors at both ends. It's like a vacuum. You suck from one <laughs> end outside through to the through other. To the other. <laughs> well, the thing that describes my week is out with the old and with the new. Because we've got you're a savage, and and um, a new flatmate. Obviously, we had to fill her room, and a new flatmate moved in. And actually, uh, his girlfriend listens to Culture Vulture, and I said hi to her, and she was like, "God, you sound exactly like you do on the podcast." And I was like, "It is my voice." Thank God like, to our beautiful audio technician. <laughs> yeah. So my real life voice is, in fact, I don't put on a fake voice to do the podcast. Imagine, imagine she meets you and you sound completely different. And she's like, oh my god, oh my god, go back, go to your broadcast voice, yeah, or you? you're an actress. <laughs> um, but that's been that's been wonderful. Uh, love meeting new people, etc. But sad to see love go. So sad to see me go. But I'm literally ten minutes down the road. Yeah. So it's so don't worry, guys. Busy. It's really not a big deal. We see each other at work for eight hours <laughs> Every day. anyway. So not a huge change. Not a huge deal. Okay, should I get into naughty? Please. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My first naughty or nice for you all today. Jake Gyllenhaal did his first sort of profile, went on the record after um, Taylor re-released oh, my Red. God, I did not know that. There was a big profile done on him in Esquire. And honestly... He spoke very well and very respectfully. And so I'm sure I'm sure that you've all listened to our Taylor Swift episodes. If not, you can go and listen to them to understand why Jake Gyllenhaal isn't the most loved person on the internet. Um, but also, like, the comments that he makes are quite good uh, to sort of combat all the haters that we always say, don't go online and do your hating. No, 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 no. Maybe you can think it and deal with it yourself, but maybe just don't go online and do it. Anyway, so until now, Jake Gyllenhaal hasn't commented on the 10-minute version of All Too Well or the album. He did turn off his Instagram comments, which was like the only sign that we've ever really had from him to say, like, he knows what's going on, but he's totally. not responding. And fair to enough. be fair, quite responsible. Oh, Absolutely, because you just don't want people fighting there or, yeah, God, responsible. No. I'd do the same. So um, basically Eric Sullivan did this big profile on him. It's actually very good. And asked him, which would have been kind of scary, asked him about um, how he felt about the reemergence of Red. And Jake Gyllenhaal says, it has nothing to do with me. It's about her relationship with her fans. It's her expression. Artists tap into personal experiences for inspiration, and I don't begrudge anyone that. That's a great quote. Uh, yeah, I know. I was just sort of like, go off. Like, he doesn't attack her at any point. No, he says, he's very removed from the situation. Yeah. 
Um, so then Sullivan asks if the past month has been hard on him and Jake Gyllenhaal's like, no, it hasn't. So then okay. Sullivan's like, then why did you turn off your Instagram comments? Doesn't that suggest that it's sort of affected your life? And then Jake says this. At some point, I think it's important when supporters get unruly that we feel a responsibility to have them be civil. Civil? Civil. We have them be civil and not allow for cyberbullying in one's name. That begs for a deeper philosophical question, not about any individual per se, but a conversation that allows us to examine how we can, or should even, take responsibility for what we put into this world, our contributions into the world. How do we provoke a conversation? We see that in politics. There's anger and divisiveness, and it's literally life-threatening in the extreme. My question is, is this our future? Is anger and divisiveness our future? Or can we be empowered and empower others while simultaneously putting empathy and civility into the dominant conversation? That's the discussion we should be having. Jesus, it's like an essay. Well, I think it's funny because it's a big workaround of the question. Yeah, that's, like, I was looking at you and I was like, I've sort of, I don't know whether I've zoned out yeah. or whether I just like. I sort of zoned out kind saying of like it because he went from, he went from like, um, you shouldn't be cyberbullying to like, mm, we see in politics this anger and divisiveness all the time and like, almost like saying fans are kind of like that. But I'm also like, Jake, you're in a lot of action movies and shit like that that show anger and divisiveness all the time as well. So, like, we're not all on our high horses anywhere here. Uh, But I think it was a really good response just because it was much more sort of pensive and philosophical than, like, a tacky. It was. It was, like, kind of removing himself Mm. from his personal situation and seeing it as something that was happening to someone else almost, which kind of... You'd almost have to look you'd, at it like that. You would actually have to. Um, and then the last note was that he has not listened to the album. Mm. But I actually don't believe that. I don't believe that Who for am a I second. to say it? But I, I reckon he definitely I mean, has. if he hasn't, great self-control. He Imagine totally has. Someone, like, there's songs in there that he hasn't heard, you know, from the vault. And, like, True. if there's songs written about you. But then also I can imagine, like, oh, it would be a lot, wouldn't it? Nah, he definitely is. But... I don't know. Anyway, that's nice. It's not naughty, so it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. My next thing is naughty. I'm going to say it from the get-go. Coachella and Stagecoach Music Festivals are returning with no COVID-19 protocols. So we actually already knew that vaccinations wouldn't be required for entry into these events, which that in itself kind of shakes me. Yeah, it does. It shocks me. I know. But last week it was announced that Coachella and Stagecoach like will have no COVID-related barriers to entry at all. So not even like negative tests. You don't need to wear a mask. Like when I was I wrote about this for the newsletter on the day that I wrote this, the US had 140,000 cases just Jesus, that day, and I was yeah. like, this does not seem that, especially off the back of Astro World, which I know is a different thing. This is the thing. It's like, you know, live music has been away for so long and it's yeah. taken such a hit because of COVID. You'd think that these, you know, event planners and whatever would want to keep the name of live music um, safe. Yeah, They'd like, want to keep it safe. Yeah, exactly. So that people don't see it as a breeding ground for COVID. Exactly. And th- the question that I have is like, what are the, what are the likes of Billie Eilish, Phineas, Harry Styles, people that have been so, so, like, amazing and adamant that they are going to make everyone, you know, follow these protocols and for their shows. vocal. Vocal about it. Like, Harry Styles would have, like, COVID tests, like, at the shows. Mm-hmm. Like, Phineas and Billy fucking met up with Biden the other day, probably 
for him to say shot for getting the young people to like I don't know care about COVID. Yeah, fuck yeah. It'll just be really interesting to see because also that is so removed from music. Like Phineas and Billy, for example, shouldn't have to call off like the biggest show of their careers because of something that the organisers like should have dealt with. Like it's not like someone pulled out of their band and they had to not play. It's like they're having to choose to not play because of something sort of political, but like to keep the people safe. For sure. It shouldn't and even it be has on them. Such heart harsh repercussions on their uh, on their reputation their, music, their, their reputation yeah. their money source I know everything so, uh, I know so that'll be interesting and that's that's naughty that's naughty naughty naughty, naughty stage coach then my last one is uh, to be honest this I don't really care about this that much but I kind of want it for the archives if we ever listen back to this that today it's been announced that Justin Bieber and Queen Elizabeth both have COVID-19. Okay, I knew about the Queen, the queen. from your newsletter yeah. this morning. Did not realise. Justin Bieber yeah. the King. Someone was the Queen and the King and the King. Gone down. Um, kind of sad for Justin because his uh, Justice World Tour kicked off like 48 hours ago. So Oh, devastating. Uh, yeah. Absolutely Devo. Mm. I did see some good TikToks from his maybe one or two performances he got to do, but that's naughty of the virus, especially go after the Queen. She's that fragile. The virus has been quite naughty recently. Hasn't yeah, it? actually, true. A few years of naughtiness. A few years of naughtiness. Can't wait for the naughtiness in New Zealand them. at the moment. <laughs> quite, a, quite a bit New Zealand, but mm. we're not going to talk about that. What we're going to talk about is our wonderful sponsor of today's episode and then Celebrity Sex Tapes. Honestly, Liv, the only thing I want to talk about right now is euphoria because it's hitting its peak. It's nearly done. I'm sad, but I'm obsessed. I'm also sad. I know. Ten episodes? I think I said eight the other time. Oh, anyway, I think We're not experts. <laughs> we're not experts, guys. Um, I'm so excited. We did a whole episode on euphoria two weeks ago and honestly, barely scratched the surface. There's so much more to discuss. I know. And you guys have been loving that episode. Thank you, first of all, for listening and loving it. The only thing that I get a little bit pissed off is, is, like, if I don't watch it as soon as it comes out, I go on my TikTok and I get spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I just cannot wait until 7pm when it comes out. I'm just refreshing and refreshing. I know. And do you all know where she's refreshing? On Neon, where Euphoria comes out weekly and you can get a 14-day free trial, which gives you way more than enough time to catch up on all the previous episodes. It most certainly does. Neon is our favourite New Zealand-based streaming service and the reason Culture Vulture exists. You all know that by now. Fuck, we love you, Neon. Love you. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. 